date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Welcome, everybody, to episode 61. I'm just curious if your dating story is working for you. And I have a good friend with me here, Marilee Richens, and she and I met about four years ago. She is going to talk, she's the one that gave me that idea. She's the one that's talked to me about her story versus God's story for her. So we're going to, she's going to share her story. Hi, Marilee. Say hi. (laughs) So, but I will tell you, Marilee um, is the mother of four, Mm -hmm. and you've been single for how many years now? Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. And she is currently the deputy director of the Department of Government Operations. That's a nice, big, long title. You're a fancy girl. Very fancy. The more words, the fancier you are. (laughs) So that's for the state of Utah, folks. And she's been in that position for 10 years. And you've worked for the State Department for 17 years. Mm -hmm. So I think you guys are going to love hearing her story because it is a story of overcoming but it's been a lot of hard work. It has been. So just tell us, tell us about from the beginning kind of how you ended up divorced and what that journey was like. And I want to hear the little places along the way where you were struggling and trying to make it work and thinking your story was this and God's story was different for you. Mm-hmm. So take it away. Well, I um, learned after about nine years of marriage that my husband struggled with same-sex attraction. Okay. And And we have that in common. You guys all know that. Uh, My husband had same-sex attraction too. And back then, I didn't know another living soul who had any experience with that or had struggled with that or it had touched their family or anything. So I felt really, really alone. Um, I had four little boys, eight, six, four, and two. Oh, my gosh. And uh, in the beginning, I begged him to um, let's just have a platonic relationship and let's hold on to this family. And um, I think for a time he wanted to do that. And I don't pretend to understand the, the struggles and the conflicts that go go through somebody who um, struggles with this. Right. I don't have any experience, and so I have no judgment. But uh, what I do know is it tore my family apart. So when I got divorced, um, I had a good financial settlement. He was very, very willing to take care of us in every way. We, we had a very amicable uh, relationship, and... Uh, our concern was getting these four little boys through this mm-hmm. in, a, in a healthy way. Um, sure, yeah. But before too long, other factors came into play, as they often do. And uh, I don't really want to go into all of those details because it's not super relevant to the story. But uh, I, I found myself in a position where I had to very quickly get through school um, I'm just going to share just a little quip. I, my state president 
called me and I, this is probably a year into my divorce. And my plan was to hurry and get married and be happy and be able to raise your life. boys. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think that that's true of a lot of women who, who get divorced. And my state president called me in and he asked me what my story was, what the circumstances of my divorce were. And I told him and he listened quietly and then he paused and he leaned over that big shiny desk and he said, Sister Richens, the time is quickly coming that you will be the sole support for your family. Get into school tomorrow. And I said, this is, give, this is giving me chills as you say this. Said, I'm so sorry. I don't think that you understood that I have a great divorce settlement and that I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And he listened and he nodded. And then he said, tomorrow. Ooh. And so I, <sighs> but I believe in priesthood power. I believe in priesthood stewardship. And the very next day I went and registered in school and I worked my tail off. And about halfway through my educational journey, um, my ex-husband found himself in a position where he was no longer able to work. And uh, I, I had to be the sole financial support for my little ones. I had mm. to rely on church help to get me through. And for someone as proud as I am, whoo, that, that was, was tough. so oh. hard. That was so, so hard. Um, but you said something to me the other day. You told me a story about sitting in the car mm -hmm. and you said, please, not this Heavenly Father, anything but this. Yes. So um, I had a membership at a gym and I really enjoyed going and working out. And uh, as the circumstances of and the reality of my circumstances began to unfold, it became clear that there was no money. Like it, it, I could go after him legally, but there wasn't anything to get. Mm -hmm. And I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I had this young family. I had to get through school. That was going to be the security in my future. I, I didn't know how I would be able to work, how I would be able to go to school, how I would be able to raise these children. They needed a mother that was home and present and, and a force and that's what in their you life. Wanted. And that was my dream. And it's a righteous dream. That was what I wanted. And I was at the gym at about 5.30 in the morning, and I sat in front of the gym, and I just started to sob. And I said, Heavenly Father, I am worthy. I am worthy for miracles. Please don't make me go down this road. Please, anything but finances. Please let me take care of my family. Please don't make me do this. Mm. And as I cried and cried and cried, and then that feeling that we all have experienced, that presence of the Spirit that in its own way just says, be still. We are going to go down this road. Mm. We are going to walk this road yeah. together. That's so hard. And, and I think that that, Peggy, is you know, what you and I have talked about in the past, which is the Lord has a story for us. And I wanted my story 
to have a Calvary in it. Yes. I wanted my story <laughs> da, 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 to come have, in to save you. Yeah. And like tall, handsome, right? Financially secure. Secure. Nice man who could love me and my sons and in turn who I could love like he'd never been loved before. That was the story. Right. That was the story. And and man, Heavenly Father had another plan. And quite honestly, I still like my story better. <laughs> <laughs> we don't necessarily have to like it, but we're going to go down that road, right? Whether but I can, we comply or not. <laughs> I can tell you this. I'm so thankful. I didn't know what the story was. If you had told me then that... I mean, from that date, you know, 15, 16 years later, no, more than that, 17 or 18 years later, that I would be single, that I would raise my children alone, I don't think I could have handled that. But I promise you, I would not trade one step, wow. not one step wow. for the journey that I have taken. I am wow. so thankful that the Lord didn't, cave in to my cries and pleadings to make it easy rather than to make it deeply meaningful. I, I tell people this sometimes, and I, I don't know if people who haven't walked this darkness can understand. I don't believe in God. I know him. I mm. know him. I know his voice. Yeah. I know when he is telling me no, that there is something better, that we are going to create something better than what I had in mind. Yeah. Although I still offer up the Calvary story <laughs> as an option to him from time it's like to time. We can still, we can still go there. <laughs> yeah. It's not too late, Heavenly Father. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Dreams. Yes. The longing. You know, I, I just so admire you and I've watched you and I've heard you speak quite a bit. And just in our personal conversations, just your your faith and your testimony and your listening to your spirit and you knowing Heavenly Father, this is a gospel of relationship. This is about a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And because you have that, you have been able to put aside your own pride, your own, which, you know, our stories can be prideful, you know, our unwillingness to let go of our own stories and how we want it to look, how we want the other person to look, how we want the story to end, so to speak, to put that inside and humble ourselves before Heavenly Father and say, clearly there's a different story here. Show me, show me what, what, what do I do now? Where is this story going to go? Thank you for sharing that aspect. So, so um, I took 22-hour credit hours at school, and the church helped me, and family helped me, and, you know, those following two years were challenging, but um, in the process, I, uh, like I said, I have four sons, and all of them played, you know, recreational ball and then school ball and all of that, lived my life on a court, and uh, I met a couple, um, the, the gentleman had coached my sons from time to time, but on this particular occasion, we were both sitting in the stands watching a basketball game, and he said, well, Marilee, I, 
I think you're close to graduating from college. Now, keep in mind, I was really tight with his wife. I don't think he had said two dozen words to me in the time that we had known each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, this was a little unusual. But he said, you know, I understand that you're going to be graduating pretty soon. You know, what are you going to be graduating in? And I said, well, I... I'm planning on a double degree in English with an emphasis in technical writing and multimedia technology. Um, I said I'd wanted to be a high school English teacher, but I can't support my family on that salary, so going this route. And he said, well, I work for the state of Utah, um, and we have a technical writing position coming open. Oh, my gosh. And this was in January, and I said, well, I don't actually graduate until May. So, And he said, well... You know, keep it in mind. It's the state's a great place to work if you're trying to raise a family. So I honestly didn't think much more about that. And then came May, uh, about two weeks before I was to graduate, and my phone rang at ten minutes to midnight. And of course, you think that's an emergency, right? Answer right. You answer phone calls that come in that late. (laughs) Ten minutes to midnight. That's right. So I answered the phone, and and it was John Reedhead, and he said. Uh, this job closes at midnight. You need to apply for it now. This was four months later. Yeah. I mean, nothing had been said in those four months until that phone call. And so I said, ah, okay. So I I got up and applied for it. Um, The state is not any place that I had ever thought, woohoo, I want to be a state (laughs) worker. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that 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 wasn't in my plan. That wasn't in my story that I was trying to create for myself. Um, But I applied for the job. Um, I got a call the very next day to come in for an interview. Uh, Wow, the very next day. day, The interview was set for like three days later. I I went in and John Reedhead was standing in the foyer waiting and I told him, look, I can do this on my own. Thank you so much for coming and helping me and supporting me, but I need to do this on my own. And he looked at me kind of funny, and he said, you do know that I'm the one interviewing you, right? Oh, my gosh. And I said, you are? (laughs) He said, who are you? (laughs) And he said, I'm the state's chief financial officer and the director of the Division of Finance. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like my chances for getting this job. (laughs) So... He opened that path, and I started my career with the state in the Division of Finance, working for John Reedhead as a technical writer. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and you followed the prompting from your stake president, and you did what he said, not knowing, and Heavenly Father handed you this job. Right. And you had to have gone through that education to get the job. Right. And, and Peggy, I think that that's kind of the point that I would love to share is... My dream wasn't to be a state worker. This is not my dream job, right. you know, to, to be a state worker. But the Lord has a story for me. And when you follow the story the Lord has written for you, doors open. Things happen. And so I guess what I would like to suggest for you to think about is when we are stagnant, when we are spinning, when nothing's happening, when we are just waiting, we're in the waiting game. I would suggest to you that we then are more focused on our own story than we are 
on the Lord's story. When we are focused on the Lord's story, things happen. Yeah. Doors open, windows open, people come that need to be in your life. But when we are so hyper-focused on our own story, we spin. Wow. It takes a lot of humility. I mean, even and your story was a righteous story. Your story is, you know, the story we all think should happen and the story Heavenly Father wants for us, right? It's a plan of happiness. So, but but Heavenly Father had a different story for you now. And and I even hesitate in saying that Heavenly Father has a different story for me. I my story was one dimensional, the story I had for myself. So I mm. had this family and I wanted to get married and move move on to a second family. And it never ever occurred to me that the Lord would have work for me to do in between those ends. And but I, there was so much more. There's a lot of dimensions to Heavenly Father's story right. is what I'm hearing you say. Right. There was work for me to do, and I needed to be single. I need to be single to do that work. I need to know what it feels like to be lonely so that I can help somebody else who's lonely. I need to know how to be strong so I can teach my sons how to be strong. I need to know what it means to trust the Lord. And like I said, I, I know him. I would not have known him in a way that I do had the story unfolded like I wanted it to unfold. Yeah. You had a lot of molding in your person and your, your spirit, a lot of tutoring you needed along the way. Right. And you were doing God's will, preparing yourself, and I'm sure helping a lot of people along the way as well as helping yourself. I know you're, you're one of the things I have really admired besides your testimony is your strength. And I've often, and I, I haven't ever said this to you, but I've often looked at you and thought, gosh, she's so strong. She's so capable. She, she knows how to do this. And I come from having lived 34 years in a marriage and I wasn't working. I was working a little bit here and there. And I was like, gosh, I, and now being kicked out of the marriage, you know, after 34 years, and going, I don't have this muscle, and I need this muscle. And so I, I've just so admired your strength and, and you doing what you've done and being where you're at now. And but, but you know what, Peggy? That's the thing is I didn't start out that way. I know. I you know, know you it, didn't. Like, uh, necessity is the mother of strength, right? <laughs> right. We have to, yeah, go through those hard things when, to build our when strength. When I started with the state, I started on my third son's birthday, and he was sick all night. He'd been throwing up all night, and was running a fever. I couldn't call in sick on my first day, so I had to go, and I just fell on my knees and said, Heavenly Father, like, I belong in this home. I do not want to do this. I need to be with these boys to help them get through this. And I remember going in the bathroom and throwing up. And wow. just then washing my face and saying, okay, here we go. Mm. Like, there's no other option. So let's go forward. This is the road you're going down. This is the, 
This is the story. This is the we way are it's going down, down this, this road. road. <laughs> and I have heard those words so many times. I still hear those words. We are going down this road. And the difference is when I hear them today, I feel, I feel calmer and I feel like, lead on. Let's go. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I know. I know. I know he walks it with us. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> and, and I guess what I'm saying, uh, you know, it's scary when you hear someone who's single and has been single for 20 years to say, oh, yeah, listen to the Lord's story. And you say, I don't like that story. And just because, you know, that that is my path. I also feel, you know, really like I need to say, I am not saying that the Lord has ever told me that that ending won't, that we don't agree on the ending. In fact, he's told me quite the opposite, that I have that ending for you. That's going to happen for you if you will do my work in between. Wow. And you know what? I'm happy to let the Lord be the matchmaker for me. That's awesome. <laughs> let God be your matchmaker. Yeah. That is so great. So you've known that you are going to get married. I absolutely know that I will get married. And you know that you're going to have all those blessings. It's just that right now you're doing the Lord's work. You're where you need to be, doing what you need to be doing, helping the people that need you. And, you know, selfishly, and, and like I don't want to go into the details of, of marriage or whatever, but I never want to experience that kind of pain and hurt and darkness again. So if doing the, the Lord's way will Prevent. help me get to uh, a, a relationship that's... and a marriage that's eternal and celestial. Okay, I'll wait 20 years for that. That's awesome. Very good. And I think there are a lot of our listeners that would probably feel the same. So are you, is your, and I really think, you know, Marilee, I think, I've seen it myself, I've seen it with others. I really think we can talk ourselves into this great story that we want for ourselves with this person that we think we want. And there's so much out there that says, make a list of who you want and they'll come into your life if you'll just, you know, and make sure that you're the kind of person that 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 is the same thing, you know, you have these same things on this list, which I'm sure you've done probably mm -hmm. many times. But that, even that... Those are great things to do, but if we are saying, well, this is a righteous story and this is what God wants for me, but we're not listening we're, and, and we're stuck and we're, we're not moving forward, then maybe it's time to humble ourselves, to let go of our story and really turn to Heavenly Father and the, the foundation of which you have a relationship with Heavenly Father. And I would suggest that letting go of your own story is one of the greatest, most consecrated sacrifices we can put on the altar and offer him. Wow. So I change the way that I pray. I don't pray anymore. I used to for a lot of years. I would say, you know, bring hot guy on white horse <laughs> into my life. And if he was tall, that would, would be, just be fabulous. Awesome. <laughs> you were Marilee's yeah. tall, and so am I. So we both are into that. Yeah. yeah. So I prayed like that for a long time. I don't pray like that anymore. 
Wow. I pray now and say, Heavenly Father, I have faith in that. You've told me that. I'm going to leave that alone. Now, what's next? Help yeah. me find what's next. What do you want me to do right. next? What's the next so, thing? And often that has to be followed up with, I think it's this and this, and if you don't tell me, this is what I'm going to do. So, you know, that's the kind of decision that, that led me to South Jordan. I, I feel like it's time to shake things up, and I need to make a move. You're if, talking about a house, moving right, from your house moving to from South Jordan. Davis County to South Jordan. And if this isn't right, hedge up my way. But I'm going to move my feet. Like, I will not stall anymore. I'm not going to spin. So hedge up my way. If this isn't what you want me to do, then woo, stop me before I make a multi million <laughs> no, no thousand dollars of, of thousands, thousands of dollars of a mistake yeah. yeah yeah I love that and when you said that to me um just a couple of weeks ago I think you said that to me and I was like oh I'm gonna use that I don't know about our listeners but sometimes I need a little scripting on my, how, to, how to talk to <laughs> Heavenly Father I you know acting is something I've done since I was young and so I like a script <laughs> so and I and and so having those words and saying okay I'm walking this direction. This is all I know. I can't see any further. I don't know what else you want me to do, but I am going to take steps and I am going to do this. And if it's not right, hedge up my way. Hedge up my way. Stop me. I love that. That is showing so much faith. And it's powerful. It's been powerful for you, hasn't it? It's been so powerful. And I think, I guess that's another of the points that I want to make is you always have power. So again, if you're, if you're stuck and you're spinning and like, where is your power? What you want to do is show the Lord, put me in coach. Like I'm, I'm in, I am all the way in, in whatever you want me to do and however you want me to do it. Uh, an image that I think about really, really often is the conversation that I will have with the Lord in, in the next life. And I don't want him to say to me, I had this mission for you, and you were so hyper-focused on your own will that you wouldn't do the work that I actually sent you to do. To do. I much rather would like to say, I heard you. I fumbled. I did it imperfectly. I was scared. I often came up short that I was on your path and I did the very best that I could and I'm proud of what I offered. Oh, I love that. Wow. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share with us? You're so full of wisdom and, and your, your journey, I really believe is, I'm really, my prayer is that this podcast will hit the hearts and the heads of, and the ears of those that are needing to hear this message. I just feel like it's such an important message. And your journey is so powerful to hear. I mean, it's been powerful for me. It's been strengthening for me. And so that's why I wanted Thank to have you. you on. And I, I, wanted, I wanted to share your story with our listeners and, and, and help them realize that there is power if they're stuck, if it's not working, if it just feels like you're spinning your wheels. Take what Marilee has done. Um, take her scripting <laughs> and and figure out how, to, you know, really connect with Heavenly Father and say, 
show me the story because clearly this isn't the story that I have for myself. What is the story that you have written for me? And, and I just want to say, it's not easy to give up your own story. No. <laughs> it's so not easy. I, there's so many times that I kneel down and I say, Heavenly Father, I want to put this on the altar, especially in my lonely moments. I, I, I want to put this on the altar, but this hurts. And I'm tired, and it's been a long time. And so will you just wrench it away from me? I give you permission. I'm exercising my agency. <laughs> wrench my story away from me so that I can focus on yours. Because that ultimately is what I want. Wow. But I think that we have to have a lot of tenderness and grace for ourselves. Oh, yeah. We're trying. And he doesn't expect us to do it perfectly. And, you know, I love the story in the Book of Mormon where... Um, where Heavenly Father says, you know, I will, I will make these burdens light. I will make you joyful mm. as, as you accept my story. And, and I you. have found that to be true. Wow. Such, such wisdom. Such, I mean, those are moments. Those are very, very hard moments. And we you're all experience them. Yeah, we, we all know. do. Every, your audience, all of us, we know what those moments look like. Yeah. And I think, I think the Lord has a very tender place in his heart and understands that battle and is very merciful. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, thank you so much. This has been really... Um, it's been really wonderful to have you on here, Marilee. You bet. Thanks for having any, me. Any last thoughts? We're in it. Together. together. Forever. Forever. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Um, hopefully, this is going to inspire you and give you some hope as you move forward in your life. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.